Atlanta News First investigates the largest investigative team in Georgia, holding the powerful accountable and fighting for you. Now, in this series of podcasts, we take you behind the scenes of our most recent investigations. Welcome to Behind the Investigation with Atlanta News First. I'm Chief Investigator Brendan Keefe with Atlanta News First Investigates, and I'm joined by investigative reporter Sierra Cummings. Good to have you here, Sierra. Good afternoon. The story we're talking about is about a teacher who's now been convicted and had previous charges who ended up in a charter school in Fulton County, uh, and that has led to a lawsuit now, correct? Yeah, that's exactly right. A federal lawsuit claiming discrimination, and I'll get to why in a second. But this is an investigation, if you've been following us, that's been ongoing for about two and a half years for us right now. Um, Robert Vandal is currently sitting in jail right now. He is serving time um, for a case in Fulton County and also in Cherokee County. So this story is not about the criminal aspect of the case. This is about the civil lawsuit happening right now since he's already been convicted and sentenced. And, and, and basically what we were able to find um, two years ago was that this teacher had worked Worked for over 20 years across Georgia in different school districts, some of them private, some of them public. And after he would leave a trail of allegations behind, he would move from district to district. And uh, we were able to find in those school systems, children, in some cases, teachers would complain about sexual misconduct. So um, eventually he comes to work in the Fulton County school system at a charter school here and ultimately is convicted of uh, rape and later child molestation charges at a private school. And lawyers are saying, hey, this is not just a criminal case, that the school systems share some blame, and they have filed a civil federal lawsuit, and the story picks up from there. Let's take a look. The lawsuit argues Fulton Academy of Science and Technology, or FAST, should have never hired or allowed the teacher to keep his job. By doing so, the school is accused of violating Title IX, a federal law that mandates the right to safe education regardless of sex. Federal law says that they have to provide an educational environment for little girls that is just as safe as they do for little boys. In this case, they just turn their back on these female students. After Atlanta News First investigations for the past two years, Michael Moore just filed this federal lawsuit claiming Fulton Academy of Science and Technology, or FAST, failed to listen to repeated complaints from young girls about Robert Vandal. These kids were more than just kids to me. We previously had covered this audio of the former educator. In 2020, the state agency tasked with teacher certification interrogated Vandal on the phone. They've been reviewing what investigators called disturbing emails and comments the then 63-year-old sent eighth graders. You said that uh, if you were there, you would put a hickey on her neck. (laughs) No, sir. We found this came after Vandal already had misconduct complaints spanning nearly 20 years across seven different Georgia school systems. The call led to the state revoking his teaching license, but it came too late for this family. She was raped in her science classroom by her science teacher. And now, five days a week, she goes into school, into classrooms, and has to sit in a similar desk and attempt to learn. 
The now-convicted felon was sentenced to 10 years in that case. The parents filed their own separate civil suit against the school. But this new federal one is connected to a second victim who brought complaints to campus leaders who said Vandal would be mortified to hear how she perceived his behavior and blamed her for wearing uniform pants too tight, the lawsuit alleges. Despite police and personnel records showing a trail of allegations left behind as he moved from district to district, Moore maintains the Fulton school system showed deliberate indifference. He grooms them, he prepares them for this, and then just like a predator, he goes in after his prey, and that's ultimately what these children were. In effect, you believe they enabled a predator? I don't think there's any question about it. Fast denies all allegations. They told me in part that they are committed to an uncompromised safety and security, but cannot comment on pending litigation. Meanwhile, the district says that Fast is a separate entity in charge of hiring and vetting its own staff. This case could take years. In downtown Atlanta, I'm Sierra Cummings, Atlanta News First. So, Sierra, this really comes down to, you know, what did the school district and the charter school know and and what should they have known before they hired him? Because these at least allegations were known before he ever started working there. They were. I mean, they were in his personnel files at each school district. But if for some reason they the school system didn't want to reach out to each individual district, the state has an agency which houses all of that information. And that's called the Georgia Professional Standards Commission. And they are basically in charge of teacher certification, revoking teachers' licenses. And so that is a public agency where school districts or even a parent, a mom or dad, could just request records um, looking for the history and, and the background on all their teachers. So the allegation is that this stuff was readily available, and it appears as if the red flags were ignored. And in this federal lawsuit, they're not only going after that campus, that charter school, they're going after the Fulton County School District. Right. So this is interesting because a lot of folks don't understand how charter schools work. The charter schools are effectively public schools, but they're run under a charter. So they're they're treated like a public school. But they're also not completely managed by the school district, even though they're overseen by the school district. I mean, the whole idea originally was that they would compete with the school district, which makes it a a very weird situation. So that raises the question, just how much control or how much knowledge does the Fulton County school system have over the charter school and what kind of role would they have in overseeing this particular situation? It's truly a fascinating point because as soon as the Fulton County School District was aware of this lawsuit, we reached out to them and they told us the charter school acts independently, that they choose who they hire. It's up to them to vet their um, professionals. It's up to them to handle investigations. So we are very much hands off. We are separate. But the attorneys allege that's not good enough, that they have to go after the school system because really the federal dollars, the money actually goes to the district first and the district is um, in charge of approving and denying or revoking charters and ultimately in charge of administering um, federal monies. So if you ask the lawyers, they feel like the district is very much a part of the process and the governing of the charter school system and not separate. You mentioned 
mentioned that the parents could go to this agency that certifies teachers to see if there have been any investigations or whether there are open complaints or previous complaints. But shouldn't the charter school have done the same thing? I mean, uh, uh, assumably they, uh, they did. Presumably, I should say. They did. What is the charter school saying about all of this? It's interesting because anytime there is a lawsuit, um, attorneys will caution uh, the people they're representing to not comment. And and that's something we are seeing in this case. The charter school system said they have a practice of not commenting um, on legal issues, um, but that they take the safety um, of every student very seriously. To your point, the PSC records are so accessible. That's actually how we began our investigation. When this uh, teacher, Robert Vandal, was originally arrested, we decided to go to um, PSC online and type in the teacher's name. And in that, we were able to find this, essentially the sanctions on him over the last few years. And once we were able to confirm the dates, then we requested the entire case files then once we were able to see what school districts he worked at, then we went to those school districts and requested his personnel file. So it was something that was accessible to us, meaning a reasonable person would assume it's accessible to the charter school. Um, and when we look at his personnel records, it seems like he had um, glowing reviews and glowing recommendations. So I think that's the case that the charter school makes that really when they went to the people that was essentially um, recommending him, they all had positive reviews. I see. That's really interesting. But what's helpful, I didn't know you could look up a teacher just online. You don't have to file a records request. A lot of folks don't understand that we don't have any special powers other than, you know, we can use a small budget from the TV station to file records requests. And then we can also get our attorneys involved if we don't get a, an appropriate response. But anyone can file a records request because they're public records. But in this case, you were just able to type the teacher's name into a website and any parent could do that. Any parent can do that. We typed in his first and last name and we were able to see sanctions against him. Now, it's an extra step to request those case files. But I mean, it's an easy extra step once you already see the dates and the districts he has been employed in. And we requested those case files and we got them within a matter of days. So it is an easy step and it's a vital one. Um, over the past two years, as we've been reporting on this story, we've been able to educate parents on that. So I've heard from many parents that have really made it a priority to actually check the background of uh, of their teachers. But it is worth saying that it's maybe not traditional. It's not that common for people to be checking the mm -hmm. backgrounds of their of the teachers that are in the classroom with their students, because at the very least, you do hope that the school system is doing it. Yeah. Unless you have a suspicion. And in that case, it's a good place to start. Mm -hmm. um, did you ever get an answer from the PSC why only sanctions and not revocation? They had the power to revoke his certification before he ever got to this charter school, that, presumably. That is a point of contention. Eventually, his license was revoked. And at that point, when they revoked his license, he went on to teach at a private school. And as we know, private schools in Georgia do not require um, staff to actually have a teaching license. So hmm. for some families, that revocation came too many years too late. So uh, at that point, when they revoked the license, 
it just seemed like the paper trail was so long and they had more evidence. Um, I, I think the point that they were making that some of the other stuff was circumstantial when someone would report some something. We know the science of, of um, victimization mm-hmm. and, and maybe the child doesn't want to actually come forward. Maybe they don't want to testify in court. So right. it made their case um, not as strong as it could be. And but, there have been false allegations before against teachers. So, I mean, just the word of one student shouldn't be enough to destroy someone's And career. unfortunately, it was many, many of students. Course, right. uh, but by the time it got to the revocation, they actually had uh, a trail of emails and phone calls that he had made um, during the pandemic because we were relying mostly on virtual education. And so for them, it was much of a smoking gun to be like, actually, we've had a pattern of allegations for many years with you. And now this is kind of the nail in the coffin. So we're going to revoke the license. But before they were just suspending him, it had not gotten to the point of revocation. Um, so it, it's really interesting. The board is made up of a handful of people and it, and it really is on them to figure out if they have enough proof to actually say you you can no longer be a teacher in a public school system here in Georgia. Wow. But you still could in a private school, even after getting revoked. I mean, some a parent who sends their child and, and is financially able to send their child to a private school may think they're getting the cream of the crop, but you may be getting someone who isn't even allowed to teach in public school. And that's such a critical point because we know he's already been convicted on this. He went on to go teach at that private school and he end up being arrested um, for child molestation at that private school. Mm. And uh, he's serving time on those charges as well. It was multiple students involved. So it just really is unfortunate. And separate from this civil lawsuit, there end up being another civil lawsuit specifically against that private school in Cherokee County. Wow. Sarah Cummings, another uh, in-depth investigation. Uh, Bravo for your hard work on all of this. And we look forward to your next investigation at Atlanta News First Investigates. For everyone else, you've been watching Behind the Investigation. If you're watching on YouTube or Atlanta News First Plus, you can also follow our podcast version of Behind the Investigation wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you next time.